Merry Christmas Eve. So good to be with everyone. Welcome to Joy Church, a little bit different uh, environment today. Uh, we're coming at you from, on video here, as you know, and hopefully you're sitting there in your house. You're warm. You got a nice Christmas sweater on. You have a steaming hot cup of coffee or hot cocoa, and you're enjoying uh, your family, enjoying wherever you are being here. And we're glad you're with us at Joy Church. And I'm going to share a message with you guys. And I'm really excited to do so today. Last week, we uh, started a series called Unlikely, and we started looking into the Christmas story, looking into the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And today we're going to continue uh, in, in talking through the Christmas story. But it's interesting because uh, so many times in life I hear stories and people say things, and I'm sure you've heard things where you say, man, that is just so unlikely. I don't think that actually happened. And, and if you've ever had something happen to you that you told other people and they said, that, that's incredibly unlikely. I remember one time I was with my family on vacation and we were at downtown Disney, right outside of Disneyland. And I was walking along. I'm just this teenager, just moseying along, minding my own business, moving to where my family was. And all of a sudden, this woman almost runs into me and I look up and it's Celine Dion, the singer. Uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Celine Dion. And she literally almost tackled me because her child was running uh, by me. And I see her husband and kind of her bodyguards and retinue and entourage that she had. And I remember going back to my family and being like, um, I almost got ran into by Celine Dion. And they're like, come on, it wasn't her. And I'm like, no, it was her. And I looked up what she looked like and her husband and everything. And it was definitely her, but incredibly unlikely story, but it's true. And I find the Christmas story to be one of these kind of unlikely stories that God moved in this unlikely way, but did something incredible in the world. And as we talked about last week, and I want to continue today, we're celebrating the fact that God uses unlikely people in unlikely places, in unlikely ways to achieve unlikely purposes. And this is exactly how the Christmas story is. And the Christmas story took place. It was this unlikely event. And to put this into proper perspective, we need to understand that Christmas is not just this time where we get presents and drink hot cocoa and, you know, sit on Santa's lap or whatever. I don't do that as an adult, but, you know, as a kid, uh, that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is so much more. The reality is that Christmas is, the, is heaven's D-Day. It was the invasion to reclaim what had been lost. Uh, where God said, I'm going to send my son into the world to redeem the world and reclaim that which has been stolen and taken by sin and by death. But I want you to stop for one moment and kind of just get rid of the gloss and the, the, the glitter and the Christmas presents and all of that. And I want you to think about if you're God, what do you do? How do you operate in this moment? And if it's me and I'm going to invade the earth and I'm going to come in and, and bring change and reclaim what's mine, I'm showing up in force, right? I'm bringing angels and armies and guns blazing and we're showing up and we're going to make a big show of power. We're going to land in the capital city in the Roman Empire. We're going to Rome. We're going to kick the door down. We got Chuck Norris on our side. That's how I'm rolling in. But that's not what God does at all. He does something much more unlikely. He shows up in the form of a baby, a baby. I mean, think about this. This is heaven's D-Day. God is coming back to make things right, to set the world back in order. This is so unlikely. Why did he do that? Why did he show up in the form of a child as a baby? Why did he come in this way? It's because God's purpose in sending Jesus was to turn the world right side up again. We call what happened in Genesis chapter 3 the fall, where mankind chose sin, chose to go his own way. And we know that what happened is this world became a place of greed and power and violence and a place where people demand and force their own way. 
So God in the Christmas story is doing something very unlikely because he's making things right again. He's saying, look, the way to bring change is not through force. It's not through violence. It's not through getting your own way. It's through humility. It's through service. It's through something completely opposite. And I love the fact that our God, he hides his great power in weakness, that he clothes his glory in, or, in the ordinary. Aren't you excited that God does extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and like me? And you know, here's the thing about why God does things this way and why this unlikely story about Christmas takes place. See, when we succeed because of our own strength, then we get the glory. But when we succeed even in our weakness or despite of, because of our weakness even, God gets the glory. See, God does things in an unlikely way because he's looking to be glorified in the world and show his love, his majesty, his power to win people over to himself. And that's part of the Christmas story, what's revealed to us, this unlikely story. And last week we talked about Mary and how unlikely she was and what, how God used her. But today I want to go a little bit further into the Christmas story and look at some other unlikely individuals that God used as part of the Christmas story. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 8. In the New Living Translation, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. I feel like the Bible is so understated here. They were terrified, yeah, because you're sitting there goofing off with your buddies, talking about, you know, the Nazareth uh, Eagles football team or whatever they're doing, the Bethlehem uh, Lambs, I don't know, they're shepherds, they're hanging out, they're talking, all of a sudden, boom, there's an angel right there, and it says they were terrified. But the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels Returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It says, They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. Then it says the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Now, this is an amazing story, and I'm sure you've heard bits and pieces of this, and you know about the shepherds going to the manger and all these kind of things, but you've got to understand that these are incredibly unlikely events. These are incredibly unlikely people. This is an incredibly unlikely story. See, shepherds at this day and age, they weren't respected individuals. Um, they, they were actually kind of like the, the outcasts of society. So they are the most unlikely evangelists. The things that they get to hear and see and be a part of and participate in are incredibly unlikely for them. These guys are looked down upon. They're second-class citizens, and yet God had something great in store for them. I want to give you three things about the shepherds that I believe will apply to you and me and hopefully bless you today on Christmas Eve. Uh, the first thing I want you to understand about these unlikely individuals, these shepherds, is that these are the very first individuals to hear the gospel. Now, obviously, God, there's been prophetic you know, moments throughout history leading up to this point, but actually for the very first time, 
It's not kings. It's not princes. It's not the rulers or politicians. It's not the doctors or the, the lawyers. It's not the, the Pharisees. It's not the religious experts. It's a ragtag band of reject shepherds out in the middle of nowhere who an angel comes and says, guess what? You're the very first ones to hear the fact that God has invaded this planet. There's a Messiah. There's a baby lying in a manger. God has shown up in human form. And I love this because the gospel is for unlikely people. This unlikely message, this unlikely event, it doesn't always show up in the places you're going to expect and come in the way that we might think. It goes to unlikely people. And maybe you're sitting here and thinking to yourself, even watching this today, I'm an unlikely person. I don't deserve what God has for me. I don't deserve to hear the gospel. I don't deserve to receive Jesus. But here's the thing. God literally brings the gospel to unlikely people. Jesus didn't come to help people that were already well or thought they were well. He came to help those who know they're sick. He came to help those who know they are sinners. Jesus came to call people like you and me, ordinary people, so he could show extraordinary grace and extraordinary power in our lives. Jesus came to call sinners to salvation. Isn't that amazing? He came to call unlikely people. And these are the first people to hear the gospel. And what does this teach us? You know, hey, if, you th- if you're sitting here listening to this and you think I'm good, I- I'm a basically a good person, I'm good with God. I'm good with the man upstairs and I've never murdered anybody. I've never stolen, a, you know, robbed a bank. So I'm good. No, don't, don't be self-righteous. Don't think of yourself like, hey, I'm in like Flynn. I'm all good with God. Have humility and receive this goodness and the gospel of Jesus. Be humble and receive it, even if you're an unlikely person. Number two, this is amazing that these shepherds, they're the unlikeliest ones to receive the gospel, to hear it, but they're also the, the first to receive it, but they also become the first to proclaim it. The, the unlikeliest people to receive it now become the most unlikely evangelists. They're the first to proclaim it. Listen to this, going back into the passage, it says, after seeing him, and this is talking about Jesus, they get the message, they get the gospel, they go, they see Jesus. And then it says, after seeing Jesus, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child and that had taken place. Let me just share something with you. It was after they responded to the message and after they saw Jesus that they went and shared Jesus. It was after seeing him. Here's the thing. You have to see Jesus before you can share Jesus. You have to have an encounter with the life-changing power of God. You have to see the fulfillment of what God has done. You have to get it. Right? I mean, obviously we can't go 2,000 years back and, and be there at this moment, but we can hear about it. We can see it here in the scripture. We can believe it. We can see Jesus, get a revelation of how awesome he is and his grace and his power and coming to this planet. And when we see Jesus, it does something in us and we can go and share Jesus. But, but let me just tell you right now, before the disciples before Jesus is even an adult, before he starts the church that goes on for 2,000 years, before the great uh, people that have proclaimed the gospel, before Billy Graham, before uh, Luis Palau, before you and I, before our time in history, it was just this ragtag, ragtag band of rejects that, that have seen Jesus and encountered Jesus that get to go and share the news. And I want to encourage you, maybe you're like, I'm an unlikely person and I'm so glad that I, I've heard the gospel, but now you get to be an unlikely evangelist and take the gospel. You've seen Jesus, now share Jesus. Number three, what we see here at the end is that the shepherd's response was worship. I love this at the end of this passage. It says, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Let me just tell you, when you've seen Jesus, when you've encountered Jesus in a real way, you're never the same. 
you are a different person. You are transformed. Resurrection life, uh, uh, God's Zoe life, that spiritual life is awakened inside of you and you are going to be going into uh, unlikely places and doing great things. But, but what happens is something deep changes on the inside and the object of your worship and the target of your life now becomes a relationship with Jesus. And it's not that you want to do great things for God. It's that you want to do great things with God. And these shepherds, who were the most unlikely people to hear the gospel, they became the most unlikely proclaimers and evangelists of the gospel. But ultimately, it led them into a life of worship. Jesus became becomes, when you've seen him, your heart's desire, the object of your worship. And I want to ask you today on Christmas Eve, as we celebrate this great holiday and celebrate the birth of Jesus, and I know we're going to go do a lot of fun things and eat good food and have a great time with friends and family, but I want to ask you a question today. Are you fresh in your love for the Lord? Are you passionate today? Or have you allowed this incredibly unlikely event, the fact that God became a human being, showed up in a baby Uh, and invaded this planet with his love and grace. Have you allowed this incredibly unlikely event to become common in your life, to become common in your mind? Or are you missing perhaps today the point? Because I, I hope today on Christmas that beyond any other day, that today would be a day of worship. That in everything you do, every gift you give, every everything you eat, everything that you celebrate, every Christmas light that you look at, whatever you do, uh, that it would be an act of worship and celebration and thankfulness for the goodness and grace of God shown to us in the most unlikely of ways. So this Christmas Eve, real quick, three things. I want to just challenge you, receive that good news, no matter how unlikely you may be, wherever you are listening to this, uh, this message, watching this video, participating with us here at Joy Church, receive the good news, uh, be humble and respond to Jesus. Number two, share it with others, no matter how unqualified you may feel. If you've seen Jesus, you can share Jesus. And then lastly, let's worship the Lord. Let your life be an act of worship. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. So glad to be a part of this wonderful family of Joy Church. 